So, anybody still having a hard time with that Geno contract? Yeah? No? Oh, come on! Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Penguins are back home from their three-game trip through Washington, Toronto, and then Montreal. The only one of those three that wasn't a success was the overtime loss 5-4 to four in Montreal Saturday night. There were a lot of lead exchanges. There was a lot of helter-skelter hockey. There was still Tristan Jari not looking like his best self, but the one most consistent pattern throughout the trip also happens to be one of the most consistent and positive patterns of the young season to date, and that is this. Evgeny Malkin is still very, very good at hockey. And by the way, he is an immense bargain at $6 million per. Simple as that. No questions asked. If you want to transform the Geno discussion into something about how you're still committing to the old guys and how you can't move past this or that, or you're one of those people that just barks about the team's relative age every time something doesn't go well, you're probably not going to hear any of this because you've probably already, no, you've definitely already made up your mind on the concept and on Gino as well. However, facts remain undefeated. Gino is tied for the team's scoring lead with 16 points. Guess with whom? Right, Sidney Crosby. Gino has seven goals, nine assists. Sid has six goals and ten assists. Gino was an absolute house ablaze through the better part of that trip. If he hadn't come home with a single point, I'd be saying the same thing as it was. He was creating offense for himself. He was creating offense for Jason Zucker for Ricard Raquel, for the defensemen who were on the rink. He was doing it all, and he was doing it over all 200 feet. This is a dream scenario for a contract like that. Yes, I understand he's 36 years old. Yes, I understand that the contract can still come into question later on in the process. Not just later on this season, later on in his career. However, it's got to be understood that when you sign players to these types of contracts, there's almost a guarantee of diminishing return. The worry is when that diminishing return hits you right off the bat, the way it seemed to with Jeff Carter midway through last season. Gino looks just as strong, just as healthy, just as powerful and fluid on his skates and with possession as he has at any point in the last five to eight years. And I don't think I'm stretching it when I say that. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. So if your biggest worry about Gino is whether or not he's going to produce, or whether or not, I should be more specific, he's capable 
of still producing, you can throw that one right out the window. He's going to have his uh, patches with crises of confidence along the way. He's going to. In fact, he continues to take the occasional penalty that makes you go, oh, come on, man, Gino, not now. What are you doing? But the hardest part, the hardest facet of all of this to predict and to pin your hopes on is the one that I've already crossed off the list, and that's whether or not he can be that guy. We now know that about both Gino and Sid. I believe we're also going to see it in short order from the other member of the core, Chris Letang. We haven't yet. We have not seen his best hockey other than the first couple of games of the season. I'd like to be able to pin that on the lousy start that Brian Dumoulin's had, but that doesn't seem all that fair, nor does it seem like it'd be all that accurate. Letang just hasn't been his best yet. He will be. He'll come around. He's not somebody that I spend a whole lot of time fretting over. He just isn't. But when you see Gino and Sid doing what they're doing, continuing to perform at an elite level most of the time, and in fact, more often than not, that's a great big wipe of sweat off the brow for anyone who'd been focused on Gino in particular. So. So, you ask, if this is all wonderful, and if this is the right approach to take, then why are the Penguins still not a successful hockey team? Well, I have a couple of responses to that inwardly and fairly asked question. The first of them is this. They did just take five points out of six on the trip. I know Saturday probably stung and and stung hard for a lot of you a lot more than uh, resonating a lot more than any feeling that you'd have had from the Washington and Toronto games which were really clean really defensive and not necessarily super dramatic you know what I'm saying whereas with the Montreal game you had back and forth and you had the kind of game that the Penguins of this year or that year would have outskated those other guys and again the age narrative can pop up because the Canadians are young and because the Canadians have now done this to the Penguins twice on the same ice surface already this season and you see Nick Suzuki and you see Cole Caulfield and these kids and you're going, wow, well, we wish we could be like that. Well, guess what? You don't want to be like that. The Canadians are not headed towards some bright, promising future because they are just bankrupt at certain positions, notably on the blue line. And remember, without Carey Price in the position that counts the most. Look instead, and I've been advising this a lot through the early part of the season, whether the Penguins were in that seven-game losing streak or whether they take five out of six on a road trip. Look at the supporting cast. Look who's helping out. And look also at the other two most important players on the roster, meaning, of course, Latang, And from there, the one guy, and I do mean one, that I'd circled since before the season as saying without him being at his best, the team isn't going anywhere. That, of course, is Tristan Jari. He's playing through some injuries. He acknowledged to reporters in Montreal. I can't really criticize Mike Sullivan for not using Casey DeSmith for a third time in four nights. 
So he gave Jari another shot to go out there and get better. And I don't know that he did or didn't, but giving up five goals isn't great. And it didn't look to me still like he's seeing shots from the point or from long range in particular the way he wants to. But bear in mind throughout any sort of debate or dialogue about this team that you're having, including with yourself, that the biggest most important and most concerning to some component to this hockey team has been a great big plus to date. Count the blessings. When we come back, J1Q. Carmen, who asks, the Penguins are in the midst of three straight weeks where they play three games in four days, and every one of those games requires travel. Isn't that a brutal schedule for an aging team? They finally get a break with five straight home games after Thanksgiving. Carmen, you had me right up until the qualifier, meaning brutal schedule for an aging team. It's just a brutal schedule. That's all. This is kind of what I mean when I say that everything is going to keep getting thrust into the context of the Penguins having the older core. It really shouldn't be for a bunch of reasons, not least of which is that it's the core that's outproducing everybody else. If you wanted to talk about the overall impact on how much it hurts the older players, then you'd have to have evidence that the older players are the ones who are underperforming. I'll give you a totally random example here, because I talked already about the main guys. I thought Jeff Carter's skating over the past few games has been pretty encouraging. I'm not about to pronounce him uh, cured of whatever it was that afflicted him over the final two months of the last regular season. But I liked what I've seen. He's jumped up into the attack. You've seen the plays that he's made. How about the pass that he made across on the two-on-one to Brock McGinn? How about the burst of speed that he showed the neutral zone to create that two-on-one? That's a good thing. I'm going to keep challenging people that when you bring up something that's related to age, back it up with examples related to age, as opposed to saying, Wow, it sure is killing this team that Kasperi Kapanen is a healthy scratch and is getting paid $3.2 million this season and next. This is an actual problem, and this has nothing to do with age. That said, Carmen, yes, tough schedule. No question about that. Even when you go just in terms of uh, you know, home versus road, two of the Penguins past 11 games have been at PPG Paints Arena. It might not be a coincidence that those two games against the Bruins and the Kraken have been among the most energetic performances that they've had all season long. This isn't an old guys versus young guys thing. This is just a human guys. It's not over yet either. After the game tomorrow night here against the Leafs, There's a trip to St. Paul and to Winnipeg over the weekend. I'm making that to cover it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I tend not to miss those Winnipeg trips. 
And that's not going to be any picnic either, even with the free day between the two. It's a tough trip. These are real things, and they are real things that affect players of all ages. If anything, and don't laugh this off because this is something that a lot of the players would would back me up on. The older you get, the more years you've spent in the NHL, the more you learn how to adjust to those trips, when to take the naps, when to do this, when to do that, when to eat, uh, when to recover, when to stay active. Guys figure that stuff out along the way. Kids, in contrast, are going to feel like they're immune to anything and might not adjust at all when, in fact, they really need to be adjusting. So I, I appreciate what you're saying, certainly from the schedule standpoint. I also appreciate anyone who wants to criticize the Penguins' roster makeup or performance based on old guys. However, back it up with something about old guys. <laughs> We're going to be doing this all winter. I can feel it. Let's do it again tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.